You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. The show we're just watching. <laughs> Sid Talk's kicking off the podcast before we even start. Um, so yeah, before the after the show discussion is, IMDB have a feature where you can go and what do you do? Make Ca- a list? Like cataloging every film you've seen kind of thing. If you I don't call it cataloging, but yeah, just making a list. It's called Lists, Your List. And I'm trying to make a list of every movie I've you've, ever seen. You've been filling it in for a long time, haven't you? Actually, I just got a badge on IMDb saying I've been a member for nine years. I should get that badge. Where is that badge? I, I've probably been a member. Under your name when you log in. And the thing is, I only have 1,700 movies. I know I've seen more than that, but it's when you sit down to make a list of all the movies you've ever seen, or if you're a book reader, all the books you've ever read or whatever, you think, oh yeah, I can think of them all. And then all of a sudden, you think of the obvious ones, things that have a huge impact on you. You know, Wizard of Oz, Exorcist, Jaws, you know, those all flip into your mind. Then you can cheat and go, ah, Exorcist 2, Exorcist 3, Jaws 2, Jaws 3. You know, you kind of do that. And then you keep it keeps expanding until you go, oh... What was that one that was like, they're on the ocean and, oh, I don't remember the name of it. You know, I go, okay, whatever. Okay, Nicole Kidman. Oh, I've seen. Dead Calm. (laughs) That's one of them, yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, then you start, like, stretching your brain. And the weirdest thing about making this list is the instant a movie pops into your head, the name of it, it floods through your mind. You could say a snowball effect. No, it's more like a flood. Because the whole movie, maybe not super. Oh, detailed. I thought you meant about like I think of one movie that all oh, of the others, no, like that, a chain, like you that know. is true. But when you, when you've hit one movie that you do remember, the whole movie, it's like your brain becomes a movie theater, and in an instant, that movie plays in your brain, and you're just like you get that same satisfaction all over again. It's very weird. So then, when I'm sitting there, like today, I decided to go through all the movies we have done podcasts for. And make sure they're all on the list. So every single one of them, I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, 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 yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, like just in an instant, like. <laughs> so this feature is available to anybody. You just have to log in, make an account on IMDb, and log in for it to work. You can't just do it plain straight up. You have to have an account, right? Yeah, and like my list is public, so if you were to search for me, you'd find. There's my no list. like. There's not a restriction if you're not, like, a paid member. You can only put so many no, movies no. on. No. Oh, not that I'm aware of, unless I just haven't hit the limit. Yeah. Well, it's it, the I would like to hit 10,000, because I'm pretty sure... And it has television shows, too. So I don't, I'm not opposed to putting... Like, if, if I've seen all of MASH, I feel like it's fair that I put all of that MASH is on my list. Or Cheers, or Star Trek. Star Trek. It's actually a good question, because most people probably don't know how many movies they've seen in their lives. And some people can probably say, I've only seen one or two. Like, they just don't watch movies. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing that one movie, but I don't watch movies. Those are the people who are going to know. But anybody who watches movies, you're never going to really... 100% 100% be accurate of how many you've watched. I can't believe you... anyone's ever just seen two movies. I mean, they watch television. There television are... movies count. <clears throat> there are people who just don't watch movies. You know, they bore, they bore into them or... When you're like 15 years old, you didn't sit and watch a movie with your friends? I find that find hard to believe. I think there's got to be some people. Sure, but I just don't think two is like a reasonable number. And the thing is, people who don't like movies, they're not going to remember them. No. 
Because I just would have been like fiddling. Just or... watch this crappy thing. I can't remember. Just. And that's another thing. All of a sudden, you think of a name of a movie, right? And you're like, ah, that's a movie, right? Say, for example, you go, Dead Calm, Dead Calm. Yeah. Wait. What was Dead Calm? Was it the? Was it this? Was it that? You know, it takes a, some movies that get stuck on there, like, occasionally. There are you might come to me and say, you saw that movie, and I'm like, no, I didn't. Yeah, you watched it with me, and I'm blank. Like, completely blank. There are definitely movies that I have seen... When I look down a list of movies and go, oh, I think I saw that. And then I look at the description of that movie and I know I've seen it. But, but it doesn't nothing about it rings any bells. So it was that unmemorable for me. I would say it would be movies in the period of time between ages 15 and 26. Because I would go on benders of watching videos. Like get 10 videotape movies. Like rent 10 movies. And just watch them. Da, 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 da. It could have been anything. You know, it could have like best friends with... with uh, Goldie Hawn and Burt Reynolds, that's one of those kind of movies where it kind of floats around in the back of your brain because I might have been sitting there watching it, not really liked it, so I got up and made supper while it was on. So when it was over, I plopped in another movie, but I did watch it. So, you know. So, (laughs) As if a lot of people just think, oh, you got all kinds of time on your hands. You can make a whole list of movies you've ever seen. It doesn't take that much. Nope. (laughs) Unless you want to, like, yeah, I mean, a lot of people sit down and, like, spend an hour doing Candy Crush on Facebook. If you sit down for an hour and just think of movies you've watched and put them on a list, same kind of time. It's very satisfying. If you like movies, it's very satisfying. So, it is Saturday, July the 20th, 2013. This is after the show number 284. The movie we're looking at this week is... Evil Dead. That's not the Evil Dead. That's the movie, Evil Dead. And not the other movie, The Evil Dead. So, Evil Dead, the 2013 movie. It was released on Blu-ray on the 16th of July, so it came out this week. You can get it now. It's rated R. Um, It's from our friends at Sony. Uh, There isn't a tagline. The tagline's Evil Dead. Uh, Don't ask me to give you the synopsis. This one should all be you. Synopsis of... Evil Dead, to you know the new Evil Dead is. Uh, I don't. Some people go to a cabin in the woods, and then the shit is the fan and demons and blood and guts and all hell breaks loose. There's the there's the catchphrase. <laughs> it's about the right catchphrase. I'm sure it's a catchphrase for some other movie somewhere. Yeah. So Evil Dead, and let's just. Preface this, there's going to be some spoilers here, so if you don't want spoilers, go and watch Evil Dead. And the Evil Dead. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying we, this week we actually had an Evil Dead week, because we watched the Evil Dead trilogy and then the, this new one. So let's just first talk about the original movies, which would be The Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness. Um, and you... Had you seen them all before? Or was this it? First? I think I, I had seen them, but in that way I was just describing. In a way where I'm watching, maybe I wasn't totally engaged, maybe it was, I had been drinking heavily uh, in my past. That would have poss- been a possibility. So I wasn't really engaged in the details. I was more like, oh yeah, I've seen Evil Dead. That's freaking gross, man. And then that's it. I don't really remember the whole of it. So watching them again, it's, it's so... So what was your opinion of the original movies this time, seeing them? and Well, first I'll say that, explain to people, or should I explain to people about Evil Dead, the Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2? 
because it confused the shit out of me when I first started watching Evil Dead 2. I won't tell him. Just be confused. <laughs> you'll figure, you won't the figure it out. The continuity is kind of weird. You won't figure it out because you'll have to watch it and then you can go online and then you can look up and see the story. Um, for Evil Dead, The Evil Dead, I would say it's, you know, I'm 45 years old. So my my sensitivity to sort of like overly campy, filmy 101 stuff, is my tolerance is pretty low. If I would, if it was a new movie made today, I would have been like, "Oh my god!" So well, I don't yeah. like what a bunch of shit. So I don't know if I would have been that into it like you were back in the day. But watching it with the nostalgia wrapped around it, I'm just thinking, "Oh my god!" It's like it's hilarious that people sat and got so taken by this movie, like fell in love with how bad it is. It's a Continuity is horrible. Like it's a it's it's a shitty made movie, but it's a well made movie. It's very weird. So I had a good time turning my brain off every two seconds. And the reason it kind of, the the series kind of became a cult, you can tell because there's a very likable character. I and I disagree. See, that's my thing. I think he's. It's just like, what is the appeal? I honestly think that. But I wasn't a young man. I didn't absorb it when I was fourteen or fifteen or sixteen years old. I was obsessed with watching the original Evil Dead and the, the also the series of the Evil Dead movies. It tonally, it's all over the place. The original Evil Dead's like this horror, like a proper horror movie. It's and I disagree. It's not horror at all. It's like comedy. No, I don't comedy. see any comedy in that first one. That first one, to me, was terrifying when I was a kid. Right. And then I watched the second one, and the second one shifts its tone to this slapsticky kind of horror comedy. And then the third one takes it even further and goes into, like, almost almost Monty Python kind yes. of farcical. But see, that's where I differ. That's why I have no, like... Like connection to the first But that original one scared the shit out of me. I remember watching it. We got the VHS. Uh, we sat down and watched it. And Part of what made it scary, though, you've even said, on a shitty old TV, on right. shitty videotape, because it was grainy, you couldn't see details, you couldn't even read the book where it says, Farewell to Arms, which is like a joke. You couldn't even see that. So I can imagine putting the filter kind of plus you're young and you're not looking for well her head has hair like that right now and yeah, two seconds different. later it's totally different and that's what takes me out a little bit but I just kept fighting it because I'm like it's just it's a project it's a filmmaker's project when he's young and these dudes are out there just trying to you know glue this whole movie together over how long four years right the original they actually yeah. look very different in oh, the movie. Oh, even the people. Yeah, the dude. One minute his hair and his face is one thing, and then he loses a bunch of Bruce weight. Bruce Campbell's the, way the different. The blonde guy. And then he's... You could tell he's older, a little bit, and thinner. And then, in the next scene, he's back to the way he was when he first came in. So I was <laughs> like, I don't understand how people love this so much. I But do. I understand it if I had seen it at the time... On a little TV and been in that zone because I was really into Exorcist, Friday the Thirteenth, and all of those original. I mean, too, anything like that. And what I remember the moment in the original Evil Dead, watching it on that VHS tape, and the moment where he, they go down the cellar looking, the guy goes down and he and he's they like, "Hello, where are I?" He doesn't come back up for a while, and Ash goes down to have a look, 
and then he just like comes out from around the corner and goes Ugh, like that to scare us. I remember completely bricking myself at that. It was like a, you know, when you sat like, oh, and it's real quiet. Yeah. It was. It's a jump scare, right? But it, yeah. it was a jump scare that completely got me. And always, there's there's two jump scares in my entire life that have got me. One is that one, and it still gets me now because I don't know exactly when it's coming, but I know it's coming. And the other one's the head that comes out of the boat in Jaws. Oh, yeah, definitely. I shit myself every time I see it. And even when we saw the remake yep. on the Blu-ray. You know I, it's coming. I know it's coming, but I never know when. It's kind of mistimed. Because you're living through the person right. who's reacting in the movie. Because, like, Richard Dreyfuss, you're, you know, you know, okay, okay. Like, Richard, it's coming. There's going to be a head. But when you hear him go... <gasps> yeah, it's, it's slightly timed differently than what you would expect. So it, you kind of go, it's coming, it's coming. And then you expect it, and then it comes. Like, it's weird. And it does that in The Evil Dead. And I still remember being scared from that. And then all the grossness at the end. You know, this cabbage coming out of people. There's, it's it, weird green puke. And it's it's very messy, the end of the original Evil Dead. Yeah. So, they're, they're very beloved to me. They're bad. Really bad, I think, in a really good way. It's It's the ultimate, like, bad movies. An Army of Darkness, it's made really well, but it's like a bad movie. It's, it's not made well. It's B-movie... I don't know, but I love the character of Ash. It's just very 80s and on the low spectrum of... But it really stood out to me in its time. There was lots of movies and it just came across as something different. The When I first saw it... Because I there. think of them, they're like a romp. All of them. They're like a romp. When you go... when you If you'd gone to a theater and you were... 20 years old you're going for a romp in the movie world of this guy of Sam what's his name? Raimi Raimi the famous director <laughs> Sam Raimi <laughs> I do know who it is um, and it's like it's almost like maybe this is why I don't identify with them as much and I'm not saying you are this way but it's almost a group experience because you know while you're watching it that the vibe is for everybody to be yucking it up and going, oh my god, and like, ah, oh, all together. That's what it's. Tr- that's what it feels like to me. And I feel like he's that kind of guy that's who wants everybody to have like this big experience. That's why for me, something like The Exorcist when I was twelve was more. I was more into that. And of that. course, The Exorcist scared the shit out of me. When right, I was 12 but I would well. have been more into that even than The Evil Dead. I would The Evil Dead. I would have been like probably still a little bit not. I would have been grossed out. Now, the evil... Anything with devil stuff, though, always got me. Satan and, and you know, just... The exorcist convinced me that was real at the time. I've gotten over it since then, but... The thing about <laughs> the original Evil Dead, as well, in England, was it was... Uh, it came out on VHS and then almost immediately got banned by the uh, BBFC, the censors. They, so that made you want it even more? So it was one of those infamous videotapes where you'd go into the video store... And say to the guy, do you have the Evil Dead? And the Evil Dead, it wasn't on the shelves, but he would have it and give it you. So it was one of those where everybody wanted to see it because they'd all heard about it. Oh, it's that one that was banned. It was on the news. It was that one. That one, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was banned for many years in England. And Driller Killer. Those three. I don't know Driller Killer. Yeah, it's, what, it's exactly what it says it is on the tin. It's that. <laughs> so those three movies were the ones where you were kind of like, oh, I really want to see those movies because they say I can't see those movies. So Evil Dead was one of those movies. So it always had a thing for me. I just It's a taboo kind of movie. 
So let's move on to the movie we're actually reviewing today, which is Evil Dead, which is a remake, reimagining slash remake of the original The Evil Dead. So um, what did you think of the remake? After having a like an Evil Dead week, so yeah. to speak. Um, I did like it because I felt I had several moments of being creeped out, like... And that's hard to do. Not scared, not like terrified or anything, but that the thing goes yeah. down your spine a little bit. Like there's something about the way she twists her head or does her finger. I mean, little things like that. That it was more down to the performances for me that creeped me out. But uh, all the way through, I still had this vibe of this thing I don't like about modern quote unquote remakes is that you've got your very. It's the same feeling we got in the beginning of Cabin in the Woods. Oh my god. It's that it's movie. Like, yeah, it's that right. movie. With the good looking people. And then it turns out And they're all very so... stereotypical. But these all are. These hang into their stereotypes. Yeah, but think of the original. It doesn't matter. Actually, I'm not comparing to the original anymore. I'm watching it as it is. And I'm going, okay, this is a remake of an old classic. And now we've got all these gorgeous people who are dressed in outfits that are like... Like, I don't even know. Out of a catalog, this perfect thing where her thing hanging off her shoulder. And that shit bothers me. It's like they're already set up to be these picture-perfect little stereotypical characters. That always annoys me. I like stereotypical characters. One guy looked like he walked out of 1970 men's catalog, though. No, he's more like... He's like hippy-dippy teacher guy. He's a young college student. Who, oh, he's a young high school teacher, you know. So that's it. That's like the stereotypical things. That annoyed me. That broke loose a little bit because the blonde girl turned way better than yeah, I ever expected. Because of she, what happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, she just loosened up or whatever happened. She got a little less, I don't know. So that kind of bothered me throughout. I thought, the, I thought there was some really poor acting at the beginning of the movie. Dialogue. Like, yes. Um, yes, it absolutely. It felt really bad. That's what I mean. It felt like but one then, of those But movies. then I was thinking, is that because the original has really poor dialogue? And they, are they trying to be funny? But then I was like, no, because the vibe of this film is not funny. So it's probably just poor dialogue. Plus, you can't constantly <laughs> compare it because it's not reasonable. Because I might not have ever seen The Evil Dead. And interestingly enough, the director of this movie is Brazilian. And he wrote the script. And then because his first language is not English, he hired Diablo Cody, who's Jennifer's body, that explains to write it. the dialogue. There you go. Yeah, so she writes really she stilted... Not natural. And that's... And I could feel that. Absolutely. See, that explains it. Because that's what I felt in the beginning. Where all these things that these little slotted characters are supposed to say and do. And she leans broodingly against the wall and says, We can't let your sister leave. Even the fact that she's overcoming a drug addiction I was like... Ugh. I didn't buy that, really. But I, that was like, I could see so... why they wanted a reason or a... No, I can't, because it just muddies the water. And, like, unless you're going to continually refer to it, and they don't. They just drop it. And unless you're going to keep coming back to it and almost hint that all of it is in her mind, or all of it, you know, you could at least hint at it. Like, to make that come back and go, oh, all right, so this is what goes on in a person's mind. Or, or maybe she's causing it to happen because the demons of drug addiction... That's why people become addicted, because of actual demons. I mean, they could have done anything to make it a little more tied to that. But once the shit hits the fan... And it doesn't really take that long for the shit to hit the fan. And then it the actually f- takes quite a while. I think you it's didn't... It's like 30 minutes, right? It took... Well, 
And that's quite a while because you, and for me, like I, once you've established in the first two minutes of who everybody is, that's it, right? That For this kind of movie, I'm done. You don't need to keep on and keep on unless you're going to be building the story of what's going to happen, but it didn't. And it's not a masterpiece of the story, Evil Dead, anyway. I mean, this mm. one, not comparing, but it's kind of the same story, but it's not a masterpiece anyway. It's a, like a schlock horror, cheesy, you yeah. know, there's this book, there's these demons. I mean, it's a, it could be a deep concept. It could be if you think about it, but if you what made is it presented truly is not. a serious movie and found a book from ancient times that people have been writing in, about how not to bring the dead back. That, you know, and, and treat it like that instead of like, that. what'd you call it? Schlocky? Yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of... Yeah. Not much is presented to you. It's a Formula. very basic, here's the book. If you do this, this happens, this happens. That That's kind of it, isn't it? There's not really... Yeah. So, you know, the original and this... Then they're no great. Then you're never going to go. Oh wow, the story's so amazing because that's not what it's about. Right? Some people what, might. What it's about is what happens once the yeah shit is the fan. Now in this movie, when things do start to go wrong, I was at first it, when I started watching it. I really liked the introduction, by the way, yep. before the credit I sequence. I thought it was really good. And then when we were introduced to our people, um. I kept thinking, this is really bad dialogue. Why is everybody uh, really bad actors? I, I just kept thinking that, you know. And it's a bit uneven. Some This guy's all right. She's really bad. I don't, you know. But then I was like, oh, I'm an Evil Dead fan. Look at the house. I, I was, all this was happening in my mind. Oh, there's Ted Raimi's car. You know, there's stuff there. Oh, there's Ashy's boomstick. There's the Necronomicon. I'm like, oh, my God. In fact, you went to the toilet and I paused the movie on a picture of the Necronomicon. <laughs> and I just looked at it going, that's the Necronomicon. Is To me, that's like an iconic thing in, in movies, you know? Um, but it's not the Necronomicon. No, it's this new Necronomicon. Which was... It looked good. I like the barbed wire to seal it shut kind of touch. But um, all them things are going through my head. Oh, this isn't that good. Uh, I, I, I'm, am I expecting too much? It's, this is the evil dad. I should be really lapping this up. But then when stuff started to go wrong, I was pleasantly surprised. And and I'm a fan of gore and over-the-top gore, like Brain Dead, uh, you know, Peter Jackson's movie. And this really goes for that. Like, there's blood, more blood than you'll ever see probably in most movies, right? I mean, most blood I've seen for a while. Because it's over, over blood. Like, it's, oh, it's it, raining blood. Yeah. It's not <laughs> that kind of blood. Yeah. So I think, as far as that goes, and the gross out factor and the sound effects, which actually enhanced this movie a lot, I think. The Definitely. sound was really well done. It delivered everything I wanted. Like, she... I, I, I thought she was fantastic. Because that is, like, fucked up what she was doing. You know? But it isn't really. She's just dressed up. I don't mean... I mean, I mean it's... It, it she presented it in a way with you know with the makeup people and everything yeah. in a way that was as fucked up as the original head in the there's a famous scene in the original where there's a girl in a basement and it's one of those basements where you can push the door up and she's just peeping out and the peeping out version of her in this new one was creepier than the original one the original is creepy to look at yeah 
But I was looking at it going, oh my god, that's like, I, I think I might dream about that. That's how bad that looks. It looks creepy. Um, so I loved the, the gore's really over the top and crazy. Um, if, you, if you like blood and guts and that kind of stuff, you're going to get it here. Don't watch it with your children around. No, it's not for the kids. But it is a really... If you like brutal kind of horror films, it's that kind of thing. It's, I, I don't want to say, like, fun. But no. for a person like me who likes bloody horror films, it, it, it's fun. It's a fun kind of horror film. Because it's not, it's not hostile, like, super serious, like, um, oh, this could really happen kind of thing. It's more of a crazy over the top oh demons are coming and people are you know heads are being cut off and stuff Um, nail guns are being fired without any electric knives are being used yeah you know what who has an electric knife anymore I bet people who eat big hunks of it was like a a real 1970s looking electric knife yeah that's what I'm saying they they must make them because people still carve up big hunks of meat but I guess not having meat in the house for a long time I haven't really I've never, re- I've never owned an electric knife, I don't think. And there's a twist in this movie. I don't want to say what the twist is, but I liked it. And there's a moment at the end which I really liked. You know? I don't mean after the credits. There is, yeah, no. Stay after the credits, by the way. There's, there is a little fun thing there. Very little, but it's fun. If you're a fan. But um, the, the twisty thing of it, I like. But there again, I, I don't really like... I didn't really like the whole thing, and I think Diablo Cody might have been responsible for it, the brother and sister thing. I just didn't like that. It was a bit contrived. I didn't ever... Contrived, because I think... um, I have a brother. I'm a sister. My brother has three sisters. And I'm not saying anything bad about my brother, because he's fine. He's a fine human being. He's not sappy about his sisters at all. Like, if I got injured or something, he cares... But he wouldn't be weeping over me, or he's not super protective. Uh, maybe it's just the dynamic of our family. But yeah, it's that very contrived, and plus they have a backstory of their yeah. own thing, and that makes it even more like, I don't know, you're right, it's very manufactured, this. I mean, uh, brother-sister bond is fine but when you put it in that context and why people do it in that romanticized and i don't mean romantic i mean idealized way where there's been a break between the brother and sister and yet there's this bond between them and you know i didn't like it really no i was expecting to happen at any time though (laughs) oh i really was so (laughs) that's what i'm saying it it, it didn't do exactly what i thought it was going to do so i was a little bit surprised because i was like oh really that that's different um so it was i'm a fan of evil dead so this is made for me and i was i really was liking the gore and stuff um but yeah the story and some of the you know, and they're going to make a sequel to this one. Um, it's already been greenlighted, so you know it's a new. I like the fact that you know the original, and I love it, but it is really dated. And I think it would be hard for a modern day movie watcher, like um, a younger. I disagree because look at people like that Sean guy and all those people who lo- who go to gore. What's it called? No, I'm Fangoria. talking younger, like. Like yeah, no. the teenagers of today, this movie is made. The people for. who make that population and they keep going back to those movies and loving them because they're not Iron Man and they're not the modern day Friday the Thirteenth, and they're finding that like kind of broken film class. 
I'm a filmmaker, uh, I'm a sophomore in college, and I'm going to make a movie. And that, that kind of movie. And I think young people will always go back to it. Always, always, always. And I prefer watching the original to this, to be honest. But I think this is a different experience. It's more up-to-date. It's obviously more not fakey-looking gruesome. In fact... But it's also, if you're... If you say young people would like it more, then it's just more of the same. But if they go back and watch the original The Evil Dead, it's so different than anything that you're going to see now. Well, not true, because we know there are a lot of bad horror movies. Bad, quote-unquote. Same kind of thing being made right now. Yeah, totally. Bad, bad special effects and shitty dialogue, and they're just going but, for the gore. But some people love them. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. the young people will always, who if you're going to find it, you're always going to go back and dig it up and... <sighs> Dig it up and love it. But I think they did a fairly good job of making a new version of Evil Dead. And it's not particularly hard. You've just got to have those elements of... It's got to shock you a little bit. It's got to have the house and the familiar stuff. And I think it worked on two levels, actually. Because, you know, a first-time teenager going to the cinema to see this and has no knowledge of original movies and watches this and they're kind of terrified and, you know, it's it's gross and it's it, it's everything they want. And for me, as a fan of Evil Dead, watching this, like I say, there's all that stuff running from my head. That's the house. Oh, look, he sat in the chair. You know, all that stuff is flowing around my head and that works too because I, I feel like I'm... Was there enough of it? Yeah, I feel like I was, you know, everything was familiar and they really did make a lot of shots that even look familiar. I t- said to you about the little kind of way you get mm-hmm. in the walls of the house a little bit. You know, we, that's in the original movie. There's a lot of original movie stuff in this movie where, as a fan, you just sat there going, Oh, God, look, that's that's the, uh, you know, the, the swinging chair outside on the, mm-hmm. on the deck. But when it we, never swings. It doesn't swing, one. but in the original, you know when you see that, that what's going to happen. You know, when they open the door to the cabin for the first time and the way the light, you know, they do that in the original. There's a lot of nods to it. So I think it worked on both of those levels. It's just, yeah, they, they just need to be a bit... Like, if you say this one is more serious, like they're taking it as a serious horror, yeah. this terrible thing... Then we have the same issue that I bring up every week. They didn't. It didn't. It doesn't commit to a good drama and well-written dialogue for the dramatic part of the story, where you end up in the in, in the beginning caring and being invested in all the people. That's where good drama writing comes in, right? Like actual. Like okay, I'm going to go back to The Exorcist again, but it's it's written in a way and built around these characters in a way where you're just sucked in and you're like convinced they're well they're grounded they're real and now this weird horrible thing is happening to them and you feel connected whereas when you have this it's like we are having dialogue in order to get through to the part where we're going to have special effects <laughs> you know it's kind of like that See, I don't know if I bonded with the original cast of Evil Dead the Evil Dead though probably I mean, not originally as- but after you watched Ash. it yeah. yeah and after you watched it a few times I mean the women they're creepy and everything but I don't ever remember going oh I love Linda or, <laughs> you know it's like it, it wasn't that so they're kind of disposable anyway right and you know up front this movie it's a cabin in the but woods but this movie. one it's trying not to be that. That's why they took a half an hour to get right. to the stuff. So if you're going to use 30 minutes of a movie, that's a lot. Then at least make it like 
you know, I guess to a young person, 19, 20 years old, a story about a girl who draws. Obviously, she draws. She's a bit on the grunge side, artsy side. She's a drug problem. The brother loves her. Now we find out about their mother. It's a, it's a very... It's a very... Heartstrings. T- yeah, heartstrings. And, like, because you over-dramatize everything when you're a kid anyway. Yeah, you relate. It, oh. Yeah, exactly. Whereas me, looking back, it's like, oh, my God, get over yourself. You know, just get over yourself. Obviously, you've had some bad stuff. Get on with it. Like, this whole... It was kind of like Beautiful Creatures. There got to be too much... Yeah. Yeah, you know. But, but there again, not to go that far. It once it once this hits its stride, yeah. it's great. I, I from then on, I was in there. Like yes, I was, I was not terrified. I was just like, it's not a terrifying movie, but I definitely winced a few times. There yeah, was some... it was almost like after all the setup came, and then we start all the crazy shit starts happening. I almost relaxed. Yeah, and then was ready for the. The, I was like, bring it on. I want to see yeah, but in the people beginning, I was possessed. Like, like, I want to see that. You, why do we have this female character that is so fucking annoying? She's just not good. And then, I don't know. I got hung up on that. Actually, when, when they get... the How that works, you know, like, you're like, oh, I don't really like these characters. When they get possessed, you actually kind of like them. Much I better, like, yes. I'm like, yeah, they're awesome when they're possessed. Like, that, you know, she cutting her face up and it's like, it's awesome. So yeah. she's no longer talking. Right, but now she's badass. Like now, I like her. Like I want to see what right, terrible she's shit not she'll her do. Her anymore. Right. She's not that talking. So it worked in that her. way, which is. So if they'd just gotten to it in the first fifteen minutes and started getting everybody all possessed, it definitely happen. doesn't let up though once it starts. And you know, there's some stuff in there that I've never seen before. There's definitely like a. Um, a homage to the exorcist there when she says the C word and she mm-hmm. does the um, you know that I was like oh yeah that's like kind of like what Ray- comes out of Reagan's mouth obviously she's possessed too was it? I don't think it was the same thing what? I don't think it was the same thing she said not the same thing but the C word coming out of a it's always kind of jarring because you don't hear it a lot in movies do you really? not in America no but <laughs> it's becoming a little bit more common I've noticed recently in like Deadwood more- for example? yeah or <laughs> What else? We see something Sopranos. else. Sopranos. Yeah, I've heard it in Dexter. I've heard it in True Blood. You know, it, we hear it a bit True. more. We've, I think we've actually heard it in Game of Thrones. It's just one of those words that's kind of slowly, but still shocking enough. Don't use it too much, actually, movies and stuff, because yeah, you can say the F word all the time now, and it's completely, it's nothing anymore, is it? It doesn't even get a reaction from me. But when you hear somebody say the C word, it's a bit weird, and... She says some weird stuff. Why is it the demons always want to say it? She says some weird stuff to her brother there as well in that scene. Yeah, she's not. A, she's not the sister anymore. But it's it, it's it's shocking. Like I, I was like, oh, it's gross, you know. Oh, I felt like I was being manipulated to think it was shocking, so I wasn't shocked. But um, yeah, I I enjoyed it. I, I liked the payoff. I like. I actually yep. liked how it went. I like that it was sort of like. Uh, yeah. Oh, now I'm into it. Like, yeah, I can do... I mean, I'm not a huge gore fan. It doesn't bother me if it's 
if it seems to make sense in this, it builds just right. Like you get that and then one thing worse and then one thing a little bit worse and then and then a little bit and it builds up and in it's your mind like, you keep thinking how far are they going to go because this is getting pretty far like you know there's some oh I don't think that though I think you're more sensitive to it than me no I just like because raining blood doesn't bother me at all no raining blood's not really it, it does provide an interesting visual there though. it makes sense too it's not like to me it's not like oh they just they are doing that for titillation yeah. but it also makes sense in the plot and it made the scene look in a way lovely if you could idea. so I was like wow this is like interesting to look at and what is happening you know and she I don't want to spoil makes you wonder rain machines they could put any colour in there yeah and I said to you it's not just water because you could see it hitting the car and it was kind of slop like goopy almost you know so it was like fake blood in a rain machine right so um yeah, there's gallons of blood in this movie. Yeah. That would probably... There's a good name for a B-horror movie. Gallons of blood. In this movie. No, <laughs> just gallons of blood. I'm sure that movie exists. Uh, so, um, the cast of this movie, Jane Levy plays Mia. Um, I, I thought she was fantastic. Not so much during the beginning, but when... A little the, too broody. When the horror action starts... And she's in makeup, or she's not in makeup. It's because there's, there's both. She's a horror actress. Like I, I like I was with her. Like she, I was like, you know, she's possessed. She's freaky as shit. Like she, and and you know they're not using CG techniques or anything here. She's just doing creepy movements with her head, and and it's enough to where, where you go, oh god, that's really weird. And the makeup's really good. And then when she's not possessed. Because there are parts where she's not possessed, but she's in a horror mode. I was with her. Like, I was like, yes, this is a kick-ass female, you know, horror person. Yes, I agree. Um, I really liked her. It's just that beginning part. I don't believe those characters that much. You know? You're right. When they turn. If anybody turns in this movie, that's when they become good. <laughs> yes. Um, so we've And got- I didn't... Also, well, we'll get to him. I'll say yeah, the the uh, her brother is played by Shiloh Fernandez, and he was the guy from Red Riding Hood, um, one of the heartthrobby dudes, and he's a good-looking kind of you know, twilighty-looking dude. Um, Let's not use that word. To you know what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Like like the, somebody for the teenage girls to go, oh, that guy. Heartthrob. Yeah, heartthrob. Generic. <laughs> and that's you know kind of why they use that kind of dude in these kind of movies. Um, and I didn't like him very much. I didn't mind him, but the same exact thing applies. The beginning is too much, too much blah, and then it got better, and I did like him better as it went on with as with every single person. It's just like, there's something about him. Do you think they're all... I think this is one thing about people making a movie. If you're making it with young people, and I'm, I'm my motivation here is purely this... Don't have them all over-fucking-groomed all the time. It's very annoying. Like, the perfect... We just took him from a magazine shoot and stuck him in yeah, our movie in the woods. He works on cars. Um, he's having a reunion with his sister he hasn't seen for a long time. He's not... He can't be GQ, man. Like, it really annoys me. And it's not the. It's not appropriate. Even hippy-dippy teacher guy exactly. looks like he he's stepped perfect. off a page. Yeah. yeah, and I know it's a movie. I get it. I just don't identify with... It instantly sets you up to be non... 
believing them. And then later, as people get roughed up, even not being possessed, like him, getting a shop here and a shot there and a knock here, then um, then he lightens up, like, he kind of, not lightens up, actually. He actually gets more intense, which makes it huge, way, way better. I, I He left a sour taste in my mouth at the beginning, because the character he plays has obviously got a bit of a... I know he's not that character, but a stigma. Like, for me, I was like, oh, okay. Because they've dressed him in a certain way, let's just say, without spoiling anything. And I didn't think what you thought at all, so... But that's what they were trying. I mean, that's what they were doing. So I was like, okay. And then I was like, I can't really bear this guy very much. And you know when things go from, like, zero to a hundred? When he walks in a room and something's happening? I didn't... His reaction wasn't enough for me. It was like... I was thinking... You know, they were saying in the extras about... Oh, yeah, we wanted to have it so it felt real. So, like, everybody's Mm -hmm. reacting to something real. And I'm like... "Eh, If I walked in that room and that was happening... And my sister was... He just... I disagree with you completely. Because that's where I started to to like him more. Because of that. He's... It's like... You have to think reality... Yeah, I didn't feel if very I real. really saw, but you don't know. But there like, again, it is. If you see something really horrible, I don't think you would react any different. It's like that's when I started liking him because it was more like uh, my brain is processing what I'm seeing. I'm not just going, ah, you know, like a normal, typical, stereotypical reaction. So that is when I started liking him. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about how Ash in the original reacts to horrible things, but he reacts in this. But like, you're comparing again. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't help because it is a remake of that. So Well, you can because it isn't that movie. It's but a Ash movie. reacts in a, a way... It's it's a place between scared and kind of crazy. Yeah, he overdoes it every single time. He's over campy. He's super, super, super theatrical. That doesn't, that doesn't make it better. No, I'm not saying it's better. I'm saying I was... The, this guy's reaction wasn't I didn't want it to be over the top and camp because not, that's not what this movie is but there was one scene in particular where I would have expected more from him like it just I didn't buy it I was like oh come on you that's your reaction to this don't want to spoil the moment but I think people will know what I'm talking about um Lou Taylor Pucci plays Eric yeah didn't like him at all. Me neither. I, and you he, just... I, he looked like he had a wig on. He looked like... Oh, I didn't think it looked like a wig. It looked like, oh, I'm going to grow my hair. But then you look at other pictures of him, he always has long hair. So it's his long hair, but the facial hair... I don't and know, it's just like, look, that, it doesn't look like what this, he like, would be. young prophet... Oh, it looks totally like it. Did you never have a high school teacher like that? No, what I'm, oh saying, my God. What I'm saying is that actor, I am not convinced he... Obviously, he doesn't look like that. He does, actually. You look at loads of pictures. I did. I looked him up because I was like, who is this guy? Cause he looks is he like, not like a spiky-eyed pretty boy kind no, of guy? No, he has long he... hair all the time, oh, facial hair often. Um, one time I saw him like that, but lots of long hair, dark hair, light hair, whatever. But lots well, they of fooled me then, like... so I was thinking he was some... And he was trying... They were just making right. him look like hippie boy. Don't think so, but to make the hippie boy teacher is so... It's just... Um, I, know, I know it's like impossible I to, to uh, please. I wanted to smash him in the face when... You know, because he's Mr. Teacher, intelligent Mr. Teacher Man. And he's he's found the Book of the Dead. I didn't like that he was the vehicle for all our knowledge either. No, and he's that looking in me. the book. Yeah, uh, he's looking in the Book of the Dead. And he's an intelligent man. And he's reading translated things that are saying, don't this, don't... Then he's doing these little rubbings. And then he's saying the words to himself. 
for to summon the demons. I was just like, stop saying that stuff. And I mean, I've got pre knowledge, but stop saying the stuff and please close the book and put the yeah, but you can't blame him for that. No, I, I was. It was one of them. Uh, don't go down there. You know, something's down there. Right, but you can't blame him for that. No, like there's the nothing he did wrong. I could blame for. Right. It, it was just one of the moments where I was like. I know what this movie is. This has to happen. But this, the way he is, you know, he's our... Um, yeah, but then the first one, if you're comparing still, as you are, they just turn on the tape player and listen to it. I like it that better, actually. Why? Because they're kind of dumb, most of them in the first one. And he's kind of dumb, too. He doesn't... But he's a teacher. It doesn't mean he understands the Book of the Dead. No, but... He has he, no idea what he's doing. He'd been reading it for hours. We don't know that. Well, it he's seemed to... He knew, he knew a lot about it when he had to tell it to the other guy. That was he, after... Right, he'd been looking at it for a while. No, he just opened it, did that rubbing, said it. Oh yeah, he did the rubbing, didn't he, too? Then he looked, you know, then he read it somewhere. Oh, it's when he, like, oh, I've got to do the rubbing. You I know? think you need to get rid of the comparison. That's where you seem to have a lot of your hang-ups. Because it isn't fair. No, because I like this movie. I understand, but it isn't fair to keep going back in your brain over... Because it's not, it's a different movie. It it's is, but it's movie. obviously going to invite comparisons. It's a remake of that movie. It's a separate movie. To you? No, to me, not to it's me. Not. It's reality. I'm not making that up. To it's me, it's not a separate movie. movie. It's a remake of a classic horror movie. Like, if there was a new remake of The Exorcist, it would be a remake of The Exorcist. I would not help compare them. I'd have to compare them. Why? It's because not Because you can't just take something that's exactly the same and say, oh, don't It's not exactly it. the same. Well... That's the point. It's almost the same, story-wise. Yeah, but it's not. It's a different thing. Even the beats of the movie, the way it even unfolds, is the same. Like You can't not compare. I don't understand how people couldn't compare. Because you look at it as a movie. As its own movie. Yeah, but obviously... So then what's the point of making it again? There's not a lot of point in making it, to be honest. I I would say that. Because it's like... it's 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 not a set... You don't go, oh, go watch The Evil Dead, and then watch Evil Dead, and then compare them. Like, I don't get that. No, I, mean, I don't get that. I mean, I'm in the camp about remakes and stuff. Sometimes, sometimes, there is not a point in making them. They make them for money's sake, like, because it's a pre-established thing that they can sell, right? It's already got built this on. one? I think it's partially that, but because it's made by the producers of the original, they obviously believe in it, you know, more. Because a lot of movies that get remade, or sequels, or whatever, are nothing to do with the originals. Yeah. It's just somebody bought the license to Nightmare on Elm Street and made a Nightmare on Elm Street. Like that remake of Nightmare on Elm Street, which was pretty much terrible, right? Didn't feel like it had any... Yeah. But this, I feel like it did have a... But yeah, I can't help compare, so... Telling me to not compare is I'm not, not telling you not to compare. I don't understand it. You can do whatever you want, but what I'm saying is... But I mean, is, I've explained why I would sense. compare, and I know a lot of people would compare. Well, it's obvious why, but I don't understand And obviously, the original is ingrained in me. I've seen it hundreds of times. When I was a kid, that was... Everybody watched that movie. That was the movie, you know? But it's like... I'm not being, I'm not being rude here, but it's like... The, it's just the obvious thing to do, and I don't get it. It's an obvious thing for people to watch it and then go, oh, how can we compare them to each other? And I just think, well, get over it. Look at it well, as Well, that's thing. your opinion, and my opinion is I enjoy comparing them. I do enjoy comparing remakes to old, old originals to see what they did or how they homaged it or what they did to it. Like, I, I like that. And that's, sometimes, this movie in particular, 
a lot of those homages are there for the people who are going to compare. Oh, look, there's the thing, mm-hmm. and there's that. One, like of, that. one of many people who compare, which is another one of my points. <laughs> I quite be on the bandwagon. So moving on to Jessica Lucas, who plays Olivia. She's my favourite person, and she's fairly terrible in the first part. And then she becomes like a different person. Like who is she? Blondie? Yeah, she becomes a different person at one point. Um, Literally. Yeah, but even before that happens, there's a point where she's different. Like, yeah. Like, she's suddenly, like, she's She's not this. the... Yeah, and then, then she's, for a little bit, good, and then she's possessed, right? <laughs> you know, people get possessed in this movie. Most of them. Um, but when she's possessed, I think that was one of my favourite scenes. Nail, nail gun this. girl. Yeah. Yeah, very good. It was really, it was really like horrific looking and because you kind of got used to her and she's kind of a very there's the only negative though is that you're used to her being nothing and used to her being whimpery and a little bit like nothing nothing in the corner yeah now all of a sudden she's got uh like determination and she's got some nerve to do what she did it's a little bit jarring but she's much better once she hits that point actually um that we had just got them switched around. Elizabeth Blackmore is the one we were just talking about. She plays Natalie, but the other girl is Jessica Lucas, who plays Olivia, and she's the. Uh, I don't like her. I don't really like her either, and I didn't like. Oh, there's that stuff in the beginning. Oh well, she's a nurse. And, yeah, uh, it's real, very convenient and quite. Well, it's all convenient, isn't it? Yeah. A drug addict getting taken out to the woods. Yeah, but she also became pretty good when she got possessed. It's funny. It's that, in fact, everybody does. Yeah. Even Hippie Boy. Uh, not really. I didn't like him anymore. He creeped me out a little bit. There was a part where he was just stood there with his arms down. It was just... I liked him more when he was being attacked. That's when he kind of loosened up a little bit. But... So this is... Uh, and, and, yeah, that's pretty much all the people who were in it. Um, it's one of those movies with very few people, and that's it, right? Uh, so it's directed by Fede Alvarez, and he's not actually directed any um, major pictures, but he directed a short, well he's directed a lot of shorts if you go and look at his bio, but it was a short that Sam Raimi actually saw and that's how he got attracted to him, and then gave him this job. Uh, I think he did a really good job because, not comparing. Whatever. No, I'm, I've got to say this. I'm not telling you what to do. Can I not just not understand something without bossing you around? I'm not telling you what to do. Well, I'm saying... I'm, I just I'm don't, saying, you don't have to... What I'm actually saying is I'm not comparing, but... And you don't have to explain. Sam it. Raimi has a very particular style of... The Evil Dead movies look a particular way. And it's mostly due to Sam Raimi's kinetic photography. It's like insane, his photography. If he, if he can stick a camera on an eyeball that's flying through the air he will if he can put a camera on a um, arrow that's being fired from a bow and let the arrow leave the bow he'll do that the camera his camera work in the all the evil dead films is insane and this guy did not do that and i was glad he didn't because that would have just been like it makes it campy yeah and, and the guy's copying like he has his own style is yes the camera gets a bit weird sometimes and in funny angles and stuff but it's not what Sam Raimi was doing Sam Raimi's like almost overdoes that for effect right it's like oh you know the camera's everywhere it's like a cartoon that's yeah. how I think of his movies and like Xena and Hercules 
Yeah, so, so there's none of that. And I'm, I was glad, because I was thinking, oh, the, he's probably going to try and do that, because that's the trademark of Evil Dead movies, but didn't do that. Uh, and that was good. I like the fact that he's like not a English speaker, even though he speaks pretty good English in the extras. It's not his first language at all. I was reading about him, and he, you know, on the set, even though it seems like he, he doesn't fully get English language. So, um, oh, that was fine. Yeah, and it didn't really seem he's fine. And I was reading about him, and he said, no, not all the time. He has to have a translator. So I don't know what he'd read. Maybe technical but, things might be hard. Right. To but, translate, um, to explain to somebody something really, really technical. So. Blu-ray extras on this uh, release, and there are a few. Not enough, in my opinion, apart from there is a commentary which I'll listen to. I felt like it was just enough. No, I wanted, like... There was some actually really good ones, but they kind of contradicted themselves a bit. It was just like, oh, here's another one of those, here's another one of those. Contradicted each other. Not contradicted. Yeah, contradicted. You mean, like, one of them said something, the other one said something the opposite? No, not contradicted. Um... Repeat? Repeated. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Because... Just EPK kind of things. Where What's that mean? Ele- I've told you every week. Electro- electronic press. I never remember because I don't understand abbreviations. <laughs> the one about her, I thought was a little bit... Kind of unfortunately knocked her down a notch for me. I don't like whiny actresses. I thought hers was really good. That was my favorite one. I don't like actresses who complain about their their plight of being rained on all day or being tired because... Well, pretty harsh to me. I don't care. You're an actress and you probably made a whole lot of money for doing a job that might be physically taxing, but don't be whiny about it. Yeah, so that one was called Being Mia. And I thought it was really good because what they did was just like... She had a camera and she went to work. I like the, the camera she had with her, but the the content of what she was saying. So, so if you like, really like Jane Levy, you'll like it because it's like a day in her life and, you know, having a makeup put on. Then you can feel sorry for her for being all No, she cold. makes it quite clear that she doesn't want to say that it was hot. You know, it wasn't hot. It was That's just... what everyone who complains a lot says. Right. I'm not complaining, but... See, I didn't is, see it. She kept way. saying, it's really hard. It's really hard. And I thought it did look hard, too. But you're just pretending and you're getting, you're like just playing, acting and like, yeah, there's some craft involved. So you're but not allowed to say it, it's hard. I'm not saying you're not allowed. I'm saying once somebody starts saying it, then you're like, and then she's so young to be like, oh, it's, you know, this is really hard and really tiring. And then she's like kind of in the moment you could see her roll her eyes a few times and like complain in the moment and then be all like, like I'm all cold and frustrated in the moments but it's like you just think when you have a job that isn't that you're like oh my god get over it it's like really so that's kind of she's young maybe she'll get over that so the other ones are making life difficult which is like um about the creation of the film directing the dead which is about the director but it's also got some good interviews with bruce campbell um and he, he talks about, you know, well, that that's in the actual Evil Dead, the reboot, which is another featurette, which is actually the producer of the original and Bruce Campbell. But Sam Raimi's missing completely, actually. He doesn't speak. Does in all of it. He's yeah. not, doesn't never speak. No, but Bruce is, the, if you like Bruce Campbell, he does talk about, you know, how he didn't really want this to happen. And then he did because, you know, of a difference in the... 
at first he didn't want it to happen. You know why? His ego. Yeah. I don't want another Ash. I don't want a famous young buck coming up and becoming Ash. And I'm now this old. I want to be Ash. When they told him we don't, we're not going to follow that path. Then yeah. he's like, oh, all right, fine. <laughs> do I whatever do, you want. I do believe that is why. <laughs> Definitely. And you know, it's if you think about it. I don't want any competition here because this is my bread and butter. And Evil Dead is still open for Bruce Campbell as Ash to come back Absolutely. sometimes. So you wouldn't want to close that door. And I couldn't understand that because it is his... It's the thing he's famous for, right? Everybody knows him for that. I mean, he's turned it into a business, but still. Um, that is his, you know. And then there's a filmmaker commentary, which I'm going to listen to. And there is also um, Unleashing the Evil Force, which is about the book. The redesign of the of the actual Necronomicon. Do they actually call it the ne- Necronomicon? Mm. They don't, do they? But it is. <laughs> but it's got like a cool new design. Um, I don't think it's cool. I don't like it as much. No, I like the original better. I thought the the illustrations in the new one looked a bit too modern. Yeah. Like somebody had done them with a Wacom tablet. Like they looked very... No, I think it looked like some. they said to some artist on and set. And then soaked it in some tea. Mm, I think they probably told somebody, sketch us, you know, just let your mind go crazy. This is the Necronomicon. Draw us a bunch of weird shit. And they sketched it off with pencil and charcoal. And, but it seemed a little... The old one, if I'm, I mean, it was the same. Yeah, the old you one. You don't see as much of it, I guess. No. But the having it all scribbled in, I like that, because it wasn't precious to anyone through the thousand years or whatever that it's been around, or however long it's been around. The old one. People have been scribbling in it and writing in it and telling you what to do, and there's like ink pen from modern years. Then you have to think, well, how many other times has this book... That was the cool part about the Yeah, movie. brought this back to life. And, and you know, because it's um, bound in human flesh, as it's revealed to us in the old movies. Um, and, but the old movies actually had a face on the front of both the Necronomicons. Mm-hmm. So, but there was no... Why is this only happening in these woods? Is it because this is where the book is? You know uh, what I'm saying? Why doesn't this thing unleash and go some other direction? Does it just... It's just where the ex- book is, apparently. Hmm. Never had an explanation. Never. No. Because once you've unleashed it, they could go any direction, but they always head toward the cabin. Bruce Campbell said he likes to believe that this Evil Dead and the old Evil Dead both exist. Mm -hmm. It's just that this book is doing the rounds, as he said. Like, there's a book. Parallel universes, he said. Yeah, this book appears here, it appears there, wherever it appears, shit happens. You know, it doesn't really mean that they're both separate things. It's, there's this book. If you find this book, it'll happen to you. If you say the words. So, um, that's the extras. So, in conclusion for Evil Dead, I am mixed about it, actually. It's not my favourite thing ever. Were you disappointed then? I wasn't, because the last 30 minutes were, like, exceptional for me. I I was like, this is horror. I I like this kind of horror. So they needed to make it all that way. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a bit too of the two... Too cool for school opening like, 30 go minutes. from that very opening part, which was really good, to maybe five to ten minutes of, here's this person, here's, here's our introduction yeah, to pretty our quick. people. You could also, I don't know why every storyteller movie person thinks, and maybe that's a whoever wrote it, as we know, maybe they feel like they have to chunk it up, but you can introduce who these people are to me as the action is happening. You don't have to give me 30 minutes of setup. You can do it with one line sometimes, can't you? Not only that, but you can have it so, like, 
crazy shit starts happening, and in the middle of the crazy shit, you can then have people telling you who they are. You don't have to, like, da-da-da-da-da. Now, some movies it works good, but in this, you know, in an actual horror movie, you just kind of want to, like, get on with the creepy shit and the weird shit and that the drama needs to fold into that a little bit more. And in this movie in particular, because you know what is coming if you're if you're predisposed to Evil Dead story at all, you know what's coming and you know pretty much how it's coming. So I feel that that beginning opening... Um, it gets you up and then you go down. Yeah. And then you have to wait. I mean, just watching it without comparing or thinking of the other one. You've got, whoa, that's crazy shit. The firing and the burnt, the girl, and then, boom. It's a, it's a like, really effective opening, that. I really like it. I didn't expect that. But it leads you into a down. Yeah. You know? I didn't expect that at all. Like, I, when, it, when it was playing out, that opening scene, I was like, wow, uh, this is not what I expected at all. But then it becomes what you, what you expect of a modern movie, unfortunately, yeah. sometimes. So, yeah, I liked it. But I'll I will always go back to watching the originals. Um, don't let anybody watch it who might have bad dreams. I don't think this is a classic, is what I'm saying. Like I I do feel. Ah, little... but what if you were 15 and you'd never seen any other? Yeah, horror then movies? possibly it could be. Yeah. If you've never seen a chainsaw in action. Yeah, because it is. <laughs> you've never pretty, seen raining blood. It's pretty iconic. You've never seen horrible eye things and terrible things. Yeah. going in places that you don't want. See, he didn't shy away from that. No. I was I was impressed. I was yeah. like, oh, I bet that was hard to get by some people. They even shied away from that in the second Evil Dead. Yeah. So, like, no, they didn't shy away from that in this one. Um, so, yeah, I, I recommend it. Because I'm thinking of horror films I've seen in recent years. And I'm talking like, this is like a fun horror movie to me. It's not like a spooky horror movie. It's like a... Balls to the wall. Like Trick or Treat. Remember that one? I'm yeah. just Because I just was looking at my movie list. Not. Reminded me of that sort of, you know, flimsy kind of... Kind of old school, but... Yeah. Not good enough. Like, it It was... That was trying Tales to Tales from the Crypt. That's what that was, wasn't it? Like an Twilight Zone movie. That kind of stuff where you're, you know... But for a straight up fun, and I lose that, use that term loosely because this is pretty... Not... It's fun to me because I like gory stuff. But some people, they'd be, like, obscene and, like, they couldn't handle it, sure. probably. But if you're into gory horror movies, I think this is a, a lot... 90 minutes of fun for you. And if you are attached to the original movies in any way, there's nostalgia to be had. You might hate it because, you know... And you're comparing it. Yeah, you might be like, <laughs> no, this is not that. Because you can't get over it. But uh, I think if you're an Evil Dead fan in some way, there'll be something in there that you'll be like, oh, wow, yeah, I love the, what they did there. You know, even just rebuilding that cabin and it looking just like that cabin and going, oh, you know what? At first when it was like, oh, they've rebuilt the cabin. We never really saw that side. Nope. So I was like, wow, it looks really different. But in the original movies, they didn't have a look down that side. And I always wondered, why is it so freaking big inside? Right. It's this little tiny cabin. This kind of shed light on that. Explain that. And even the little chainsaw shed, as I like to call it. I was. It was nostalgic, as in, oh, there's, you know, and it's the same distance away. It was pretty good the way they matched it all up. Um, so yeah, that's. There was no bridge. Well, there was, but there wasn't. No, but that was a nice <laughs> because the way that scene was done, you're expecting, and then, ah, a nice little twist. I like. I like. There was a bit of that going on. You know that kind of claw bridge, as yeah. I like to call it. 
which looks pretty bad in Evil Dead too. It's like a yeah, it looks model. like somebody has a model about this big yeah. and they've curled it all up. And... But that's part of the charm of those movies for me. Um, so yeah, that's Evil Dead. It's out now on Blu-ray. You can pick it up. So thanks to Sony. So we've got some contests on the page uh, at the moment, some new ones. The first one is you can win a copy of New World, um, and that is from our friends at WellGo USA. And you can also win a copy of Tai Chi Hero. That's from our friends at WellGo USA. And we've still got the contest for a copy of Six Souls, which is Julianne Moore's new movie, on DVD from our friends at Anchor Bay. Six Souls or Sick? Six. S-I-X. The number six. So you can win one of those three movies. Just go to aschoolie.com and answer a simple question. Next week's Blu-ray review will be Tom Cruise in Oblivion. So that's a totally different movie to this. Speaking of Julianne Moore, I just was reminded of Blindness because I was looking at my movie list. Correct. Another good movie. Creepy and good. Yep. So Oblivion is next week's Blu-ray review. A science fiction movie from this year. Uh, Movie year. What is that? It's a game. Where I say a movie, or you say a movie, and then we have to remember, without looking or guessing, what the year was. And I've already forgotten mine. Alright, mine is, <laughs> and it's on the theme of The Evil Dead, and it's uh, Bubba Hotep. Ah, oh, Bubba Starring Hotep. Bruce Campbell. See? There's an interesting one. Um, I wasn't expecting much from it, and then it was actually quite interesting. Pretty good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hmm... Mm-hmm. 1997. Karong. <laughs> what was it? 2002. Oh, I was going to say 1998. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't know what Bubba Hotep is, it's this crazy, I can't see from it, crazy Bruce Crumble movie, which um, I think is actually directed by the guy who did uh, Phantasm, if I'm not wrong, which is a really crazy horror movie from back in the 80s. Um, but Bubba Hotep's this weird... It's so like a retirement home. And it involves possession. It involves <laughs> Egyptians and possession and Elvis. It's, it's very weird. But it's good. But good, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's very Mine, unique. Mine's about as far from the Evil Dead universe. I think. I think it's pretty much, yeah, the opposite spectrums. Maybe other than a children's movie. Uh, Grease. <laughs> Grease. That is... Oh, I'm remembering being in the bedroom of the girl I forget the name of in her apartment with her mom, which I always thought was so 81. weird that anyone lived in an apartment in my little small town. And she had the little record player that was about as big as this thing right here. And we would listen to that soundtrack over and over. And she would dance, 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 dance. She had a microphone that had like a battery in it. This was 1978. Right. So I remember close. when I saw it. I remember seeing it. I never saw it. I mean, I saw it on TV, I think, maybe later. I never really liked it. I was I was in a children's home at the time, right? And they took us out for movies. Like a Friday... Friday. They took us all to the theatre on a Friday to go and see right. a movie. And we went to see Grease. And you know what else I remember? Clear as day. One of those movie... Friday movie nights. What they used to do at the children's home. Was uh, the village people's You Can't Stop the Music. They took us to see that. <laughs> And then I was obsessed with the village people for a while. Like, oh, the village people are awesome. <laughs> Do you remember that movie? I never saw it, but... <coughs> was it something like the Kiss movie? No, it's just really weird. It's like it's like the Spice Girls movie. Oh, it's about them. 
Yeah, it's pretty much about them, yeah. But a story. Yes. Like the Spice like Girls. Like Kiss, who have to come save the thing. It's them. Phantom of the something. Yeah. Pack. Yeah, but it's less interesting than that. The Spice Girls movie's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. It's like, it's the Spice Girls that you know and love. And well, here's a story about them, but it's not really about them. It, well, it is about them, but it's not. It's, Fictional, weird. Yeah, and that's what the village people mean. And watch it. I, I never want to watch it again, actually, because there's a memory of it that I loved it because I was a kid and like, oh, here's this movie. Oh, oh. so you did love it. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. did love Well, you know, I'm like a, what, nine-year-old, ten-year-old, yeah. and nine-year-old probably, and I'm like, oh, we're going to see a movie. It doesn't really matter what it is. True. This week it's Greece. I love Greece. This week it's the is it? Actually, come to think of it, whoever took us to those movies must have been into musicals. Because those are the two I remember. Maybe they only took us to musicals. Maybe. For the feel-good factor. Well, you're kids. Yeah. And we're probably not the best kids. I mean, we're in a children's home, so it's probably... We need something to cheer us up. Maybe. 1978, you were nine years old, yeah. Yep. Yep, I can remember that time. I remember those two things, and I also remember this thing. We used to get pocket money every week. I got my pocket money... And I went to the record store. They have to take you everywhere. You can't just go off. Took me to the record store and I bought D-I-S-C-O by Ottawan on a single. What's that? You know, that it's a anybody who's into disco will know what that song is. It's, I don't know what it is. It's called it's a, it's a disco song called D-I-S-C-O. Right. Yeah. So that's uh look at look back in time. So movie recommendations for this week. I am going with on the basis of Evil Dead movies. Cabin in the Woods, which is a movie from last year, which if you're a fan of Evil Dead or the genre of horror movie that it is, you will have a lot of fun with, I think. Um, and my second one is Evil Dead, original Evil Dead trilogy. The Evil Dead. Oh the, yeah, the whole thing. The trilogy. And I've got three this week. My third one is Sam Raimi's other movie that does have some ties to the Evil Dead. You want to watch it again, don't you, so you can look for clues. Yeah, Drag Me to Hell, which is... Actually, has some ties to the Evil Dead if you look. But you want to watch because you didn't look the first time. We should actually watch that this week because we watched Mm -hmm. it. All right, so and mine are because I was trying to think of something that might not be on par because you're asking me what I because I'm talking about like how I would I watch it. I think it's kind of flimsy and everything. Well, another one that I just watched this last Halloween is called Feast or Food of the Gods, which is like a really bad '70s supposed to be horror uh, and it's got really bad special effects and really bad acting and all that and yet I just was completely mesmerized by it like totally so Food of the Gods and I think Dead Girl you mentioned it and I was like yeah Dead Girl is one of those like it's horrible and I was annoyed as fuck about one of the themes that these boys find this girl and of course she's nothing but Toy, yeah, but it's actually, language. actually, it's very, you might not like that theme, but obviously that theme plays into real life, right? What do you mean? What? That if a bunch of boys found a distraught girl that they would use her as a fuck toy? I, like I, I believe some and... girls, some boys would. Right, yes. that's what's horrible about it, that's what I'm saying. Right. You, this is no, awful. I'm, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying it was actually... A, it, it was a very controversial movie. And it actually is shocking because of that. Yeah, in a bad way. 
And my other one is... I mean, just, you can't get around it. It's just... But the bad ugh. thing makes it good, is what I'm saying. No, so... I disagree. Because that thing is what make, is the worst thing about the movie. If they'd come out of a different direction, then I could have not See, been I liked annoyed. that direction. I'm not saying I like what they were doing. But I liked how, obviously, I don't want to spoil it. But I right. liked... There's a payoff. But you're not a woman, so that kind of explains that. And then the other one is House of a Thousand Corpses. Because it's just... It also is over the top. And it's got more of a a thing that crawls inside of you kind of feeling. Like, uh, like in the X-Files where you find out that the inbreeding one, you know, where the mom's under the bed. And you don't see a lot of anything horrible. But once you know now what's going on, inside of you is like, <laughs> and House of a Thousand Corpses followed up by yeah, I'm, Devil's Rejects. I'm a Devil's Rejects fan more yeah. than House of a Thousand Corpses. I think it's Masterpiece Devil's Rejects. I think it's House of a Thousand Corpses has got the cheese factor sometimes. It has, yeah. But it just gets in you like, oh. House of a th- uh, I mean, Devil's people. Rejects to me, it's like almost like Rob Zombie went back to the 70s to make a movie, a horror movie, and made a legitimate, like, 70s horror movie and then brought it, brought it back with him. Like, he didn't make it now. It feels really of then. Like, but with a, like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. boldness. Right. Like, more, even more extreme than it would have been back then, even. Remember, we went to see it. And it was us yeah, and another couple. And, and maybe one other person or something. And the lady behind us, we got to a certain point. Yep. And she just said... I forget what she said. That's it for me. There was also a baby in that screening. That is correct. <laughs> Which was awesome. What? <laughs> like a crying little one A crying baby in the screening, yeah. At midnight. It was midnight. Oh yeah. my god, people are idiots. If you're going to go to a thing, a movie, by Rob Zombie at midnight, called Devil's Rejects, <laughs> at what point do you bring a baby, or at what point do you not think you might become offended? And why do those like, <laughs> yeah? Why do those old people go in there to even to start like they can see what it is? I don't know if they were old, but they were older than us, definitely. And, and then go, oh, this is just too much. And it wasn't even the gory part; it was a it sexual was a thing. She's like, well, that's it for me. Yeah, and it wasn't even. I mean, it was. It was suggestive, but it wasn't going anywhere after that. It was, it was uh, you, yeah, but she didn't know that because no, she yeah. got up and walked out. Yeah, so, <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> so yeah, don't take your baby to see. The Devil's Rejects. And don't have don't a baby. Don't take a baby to see any movie. Never. No. Not even the, not even a movie that's made for babies. Don't take them to see that. Because somebody <laughs> is going to be there who's going to be annoyed by the noise of the baby. Just don't take your babies out in public. <laughs> yeah. And don't let them grow up to be cowboys. <laughs> You've referred to that now two weeks in a row. <laughs> I'm wondering about your proclivity. Is that the right word? For country music all of a sudden. That's the only one I know. Mama. So you know what it is, so you're worse. I can't help it. I was up to my eyeballs in country music my whole life. Alright, so games and Ace Scully stuff. Not much this week, apart from the Steam sale has been rolling on. It's from the 11th of July till the 22nd of July. So it's about to end. But if if you're into uh, PC games and you want some deals, there's been so many deals this week. I'm talking like games for a dollar, games for... I got the Tomb Raider Legend, which was the... No, Tomb Raider Anniversary, which was the Tomb Raider game just before this new reboot of Tomb Raider. And it's a really good Tomb Raider game. I got that for 84 cents this week. I got... I've got... And you haven't played it before? I have not played it, but it's a remake of the original Tomb Raider. 
But you haven't played it. Not played it's like the remake. Like TBD was talking, or you know, and I have to be with Wombat on this. That TBD and Shipwreck were talking about buying games on the Steam sale, talking about games they already have. But it's like a dollar, and it's two dollars, and he and he's like, "Why are you? Why are you putting that?" Well, Shipwreck's like, "Well, you don't understand the sale then. If it's like eighty-four cents, then you buy it." And I'm thinking, and he's like, "But you've already played it, right?" No, yeah, I but but I can get it for eighty-four cents. I've definitely not bought anything I've not already played, apart from I did buy Civilization Five, and I have already played the demo of it, but never played the full game. And I really liked it, but I didn't want to pay sixty dollars for it. It was kind of one of those. How things. much was it on the sale? Seven fifty. Mm. Which is all the DLC came with it too, so it's like the complete collection. Was well, the cheapest game you got? The cheapest game was that Tomb Raider for 80-something cents, <laughs> which is pretty good for a $60 game like a couple of years ago. I mean, yeah, I'm talking like true. a 20-hour game as well that I will play because it's a remake of the original, original Tomb Raider. And I have tried to play the original, original Tomb Raider on the PlayStation, but it is so dated and hard to control. And I don't know, it's nostalgic because I remember it. But and it, at the time, it was new and exciting and different. But now it's just annoying because, like, it's just full of control problems. But this brings it... It's the same story, but just modern controls, you know, and modern graphics. What else did I buy? I bought a lot of games this week. I you spent put them on your list. I spent $20 altogether, <laughs> and I've probably... On my desktop, I've got all the icons, the shortcuts that I need to play the games. And I reckon there's... 15 icons there for 20 bucks so that's pretty good going so yeah the steam sale continues until tuesday and i recommend if you really want to get in on the best bargains tune into the steam sale on monday and tuesday because they're the last two days and that's when they just go crazy with the everything goes to 99 cents kind of days so um yeah that keeps on rolling i've been playing one of the games i played in the steam sale is surgeon simulator 2013 now, you're probably thinking, Surgeon Simulator? What the hell? Is that like some complex, like, doing operations? Well, it's not. It's like a, a comedy version of a Surgeon Simulator. And the reason they call it Surgeon Simulator is they're kind of making fun of those simulator games. So it's like, do a brain transplant. And the brain transplant, the tools you've got to do the brain transplant with are like a hammer. It's very silly. So it doesn't look like it works very good either. I see you guys trying to pick up things. It doesn't work very well on purpose. So the idea is, you've got one hand, you're a surgeon with one hand, and each of his fingers is controlled by a different key on the keyboard. So you can do full movement of his hand. You can turn his hand, and you can move all his fingers, and you can move his hand up and down. So it's almost like a puppeteer doing surgery. So that's where the hilarity ensues, because it's like, you're not always fully in control of him. Like, you'll grab something, and then his hand gets all weird, and it's... It makes... It's very funny to watch if you're watching somebody play, because it's almost like, why are you doing that? And it's not why you're doing that, it's the controls are really weird. So, it's fun. It's been less than $2 in this sale. It keeps going up and down. It's been $10, it's been $2, it's been $5. So, just have a look out in the sale. You'll probably see it again for cheap. Uh, I did buy Civ Five. played some of that. I've talked about it before. And I've also been playing a little bit of Deadpool, which is Marvel's um, superhero Deadpool. You don't know who Deadpool is. 
He's one of Marvel's kind of off-brand superheroes, yet he's not because he's part of the X-Men. So if you know who the X-Men are, he's part of that. I know who the X-Men are. I never saw Deadpool. You didn't see him in the movies, but in the comic books you would have. He started off as a, a villain and then turned kind of not a villain. But he, what Deadpool's famous, what he's famous for is in the comics is he breaks the fourth wall of... He, he talks to the reader... He says things like... Why is it called Deadpool? Good at, I don't know. <laughs> his superpower is he can heal himself. He can't die. His head can fall off. He, he can just stick it back on. Like he's oh, immortal. That's his whole thing, right? So, Captain Jack. Yeah. So, like, in this game, like, he, he can be... His arms and legs can be completely blown off, and then next thing he's walking about again. And he's very cheeky, and it's very immature humour, like dick jokes, fart jokes boobies he's very immature um but it's actually quite funny because he it it knows it's that if you know what i mean it knows it it's like evil dead army of darkness it knows it's that and it's kind of fun at the same time um and nolan north voices him and it's nolan north's pretty um what would you say? Like a, you can versatile, do, very versatile. Because this is like Nolan North doing this insane voice with dick and fart jokes, and then we heard Nolan North in The Last of Us doing this very serious thing recently. It's just insane. Like the health power ups are tacos because he likes tacos, so tacos fall on the floor, and that, that's what you pick up to get your health. Like back. I say, taco, um, taco, taco. It's crazy. It keeps breaking the fourth wall as in, like, there's a bit at the beginning where he's in his apartment. And the first thing you do is pick the phone up and phone the developers of the game and say, Hi, I'm Deadpool. I want a video game made of me. And they're saying, well, we could do that for you. And he's like, yeah, okay. And then the next phone call, he's phoning Nolan North up asking, can he do the voice? Right. And that's Nolan North talking to Nolan North. It's very weird. So if you like that kind of humor, I think you might like it. It plays kind of like the Wolverine game that I really liked a couple of years ago. Wolverine is in this game, as are all the rest of the X-Men. So if you like the X-Men, they're in here. But But, he's the star of the show. But he's the star of the show, and he lets the X-Men know that. And the X-Men try to one-up him a lot, because they're the X-Men. And he's like, no, this is my game. Wolverine doesn't save the day I do, kind of thing. It's like that, you know? So that's Deadpool, and I'm playing that on the 360, and that is all my game stuff for this week. Sid Tor, what's for dinner? Well, we're going to have some french fries, some Morningstar quote-unquote sausage patties, and some vegetables. I was going to get beans, and I forgot the beans, so we're going to have to make do without the beans, because I'm not going back to the store. Maybe some toast? I don't know. That's kind of the sh- that's kind of the rough draft of supper. Sounds good. <laughs> it does, actually. Um... And the advice this week? I forgot what I said. What I put. You forgot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If someone tells you how great you are, like if if someone just, maybe you don't have this experience. <laughs> maybe. Nobody ever tells me I'm great, no. I, that is not true, actually. <laughs> and I do have this experience occasionally. I'm not being egotistical. I'm saying it's just the way it is. Everyone has the experience where someone that they know tells them, you are so great, or I really like you, or I like the way you are, I really like this about you, or you're awesome. I mean, everybody has somebody who tells them that. Even if it's just like, you do something 
some shitty little thing at work and the cubicle guy next to you says, that was really awesome, you're really good at that. Like, even if you don't give a shit about his opinion, someone says it to you at some point in your life. And if you blow it off every time, like, ugh, whatever. I have a tendency to do it for things like when people look at anything I've drawn and they're just like, oh my god, that's so awesome. Now, I'm not saying it's awesome. I'm saying that's people's reaction. And I've learned in my life that some people, the majority of people, are very easy to please. So the, oh my god, that's so awesome, is very lovely. But I don't like to take full credit of something that's like, I mean, I'm not saying it isn't good. Like, oh no, it's really shitty and this is wrong and that's wrong. I totally accept the compliment for, in the in the spirit in which it is given. So if someone says to me, you're so awesome, I love this thing about you, I really like the way you are at this, or the way you act, or the, the you can just say this or that, or the way you make me feel. I don't know if it's ego, but I just tell, I accept it. Like, you think I'm awesome, so I'm awesome. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't sit there then and like, it depends on the thing. Now, I will never say to somebody, oh no, I'm not. I'm not humble. You know, I don't like put my head, I'm not modest. Um... But I see people do it. Someone gives them a compliment or just says directly to them, you know, like a straight up, like, a compliment. And they just, oh, try to talk themselves out of it. Try to talk the person out of the compliment. Right. While, in fact, they might actually think it's true, but they put on airs about it. Or maybe they don't think it's true. And I'm saying just accept it. Like, if someone at work comes up and tells you what a good job you did on something... You might be like me and think to yourself, right, but that was, like, really simple and it was really nothing. But the thing is, they've either taken the time or the effort or they truly believe because they don't think they could ever do that thing you just did, no matter how small it is. You've just impressed them to some degree. It could be nothing. It could be like, you know, I made an Excel spreadsheet out of our latest whatever. And everybody's like, oh, man, that's really good. That's really awesome. And you're thinking to yourself... Are you crazy? It's like nothing. It's an Excel spreadsheet, you know. But take the compliment and be like, yeah, it is awesome. That is good. I don't mean wear like a badge like, oh, yeah, it was really hard and took me an hour. None of that shit. I'm just saying like, say like, yeah. that is. And even if you just say it inside your mind, you don't have to say to them, yeah, I know it's great. <laughs> like, don't be arrogant. But soak up. The compliments people give you. Don't put on, like, a force field around you where you, everything has to bounce off. Because why? Why not accept when people tell you something good? You know? I don't get that exactly. I understand the logic or, like, the rational thing Some of, people are humble, like you said. But it's not humble, is it? Well, can't take a compliment then. That's what I'm saying. I can understand that. Why? How? Because they don't want any attention on them. They don't want to... Then you should never do anything. Right. That doesn't mean they don't want to do something. They just don't want... Give me an example. Well, I know some actors don't like being told that their acting was good or... Yeah, but you know what? Part of that's bullshit because they do want to be told that they're good. They just... It, they. That's what I'm talking about. They feign that humility of like, oh, no, no, I just... No, 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 no. And they might have the same reaction I do. Like, look... I do this thing, I'm, I'm fine with it, It's and think to themselves, you're all very easily impressed. You don't need to tell me, blah, blah, blah. 
Some people are just, that's what, that means, that's who I'm talking to, the people who are like constantly self-deprecating. Like, oh no, I'm stupid and I can't do anything and, uh, and then when someone gives them a compliment, they just blow it back in your face like, oh no, 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 it's, I'm just stupid and I, I, uh, you know, that's what I'm talking about. I don't understand the, um, not taking a compliment. Now, when I, if someone were to say to me, your hair looks really nice today. The reason I might blow it off is because I don't give a shit about my hair. So the compliment about my hair means nothing to me. So that might be why I'd be like, okay, whatever. You know what I mean? There's, a, I guess there's different kinds of compliments. But if you've done something or accomplished something or created something and someone compliments it, just accept it. Like, accept it proudly and maybe even with a little bit of ego. Like, you know what? That is pretty awesome. Thank you for telling me. And I, I actually think that's pretty good, too. That's it. Are you one of the people who can't take a compliment? I've known you a long time, so I'm not sure. No, I don't really. Because when I say things to you like, you're really awesome, you're like, well, yeah. <laughs> that's what you... That's your, your response is like, So I have yeah. too big of an ego. <laughs> <laughs> alright so I want to remind you about our website sayschoolie.com sitzo.com you can catch us on Twitter Facebook all the social networks you can also catch this podcast on iTunes the Zoom Marketplace or the RSS feed you can also email me at don't email Talk. she doesn't care stay classy Mr. Bruce Campbell hoping to see him as Ash again you can email future. me if you're complimenting me on how great I am that is not a problem <laughs> Those emails will just come flying in. I can feel it. I can feel them coming in right now. And I'm going to say think for yourself. Because if you don't do it, someone will do it for you. 